spring, common injuries, and the problems it can bring. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be talking about staying safe as the weather gets warmer. And I'm Mike Davis. Thanks for joining us this week. We'd like to acknowledge companies that support our program. We'd like to give a big thanks to Marley Drug in Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They're a company that mail orders generic medications directly to your home with free shipping at costs that are often much lower than even the big box pharmacies or the retail corner pharmacies. Check them out at MarleyDrug, M-A-R-L-E-Y-D-R-U-G.com. And we always have folks that have questions, they want more information about a particular topic, or they want to find out more information about your practice, Dr. Forrest. How can they go about getting in touch with us? Well, if they'd like uh, more information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, they can go to acchealth.com. That's A-C-C-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. Or they can call 919-363-0190. Again, that's 919-363-0190. Also, if after the show they want to listen to an on-demand podcast, you know, maybe they missed part of the show and they want to make sure they they got what they missed or maybe they're out of town for a week, uh, they can always go to WPTF.com and there's a listen now option there and they can see a list of all the shows available on WPTF. And uh, ours will be right there at the top uh, under Access Health Radio. They can also go to our landing page at accesshealthradio.com and there'll be a link there for podcast as well. And if listeners want to send general non-emergent medical questions and possibly have their question answered on the show, they can go to our website at accesshealthradio.com and they can also send an email directly to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. Make sure if you're going to send us a question because we may answer that on the air to put in your contact information. Dr. Forrest, we had a long, cold summer. It's finally now feeling like spring. I am pretty excited about that. But I understand as the weather gets warmer that doctors' offices and emergency rooms start seeing new types of medical problems and injuries. Today, you're going to help us try to avoid some of those. Yeah, a lot of times people think about the cold winter weather as being the time when more people get sick. And it usually is the peak of things like cold and flu season. However, as the weather gets warmer, a whole different set of illnesses and injuries can pop up. Today, we're going to spend some time talking about heat-related illness, outdoor recreational and yard work dangers, and injuries from plants and animals. So, Dr. Forrest, what are the health problems that people can get from the heat, and what are some of the common symptoms we should look for? Well, the the first one we need to talk about, which is more common, is called heat exhaustion. And this is where, you know, being out in, you know, if it gets really severe, that can lead to heat stroke. Uh, And some symptoms you need to pay attention to, you know, if you are having really, really uh, dizziness or you're fatigued, uh, if you start to have any muscle cramps, nausea, headache, uh, you know, maybe you feel like when you stand up, your blood pressure is getting too low. Um, any of those type symptoms, like you're going to faint, or even sometimes, you know, the irony is sometimes your skin will actually get cool and you'll have goosebumps, even though you're hot. Uh, and if you have those signs, you may be getting into heat exhaustion. It's time now for our Access Health Tip of the Week. You should contact your doctor if your symptoms 
really get severe with heat exhaustion. So if you've tried sort of conservative measures and tried to cool yourself down and within one hour you're still not feeling well, then you really do need to contact your doctor or potentially go to the emergency room. The other thing you you may want to do is start doing some things to immediately cool yourself down. Um, You may need to try to get your body temperature down, uh, especially if you're unable because of nausea or whatever, you're unable to drink or if you're, you're with someone who loses is consciousness in the heat or who gets confused, uh, that's going to be a time you need to call the doctor immediately. And if you have a way to measure temperature and somebody's core body temperature gets up to 104 degrees, that's when we're really in the heat stroke range and where it's really critical that they get immediate medical attention. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Straight ahead, there's lots of other warm weather dangers that we want to warn you about. And Dr. Forrest will tell you what you can do to avoid them. This is Access Health Radio. Welcome back to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. Today, we're talking about heat-related injuries and illnesses. Now, Dr. Forrest, we talked before the break about heat exhaustion and heat stroke. What should be done if one of these things happen? Well, you know, the first thing you have to do is stop what you're doing. You know, if you're exercising, walking, biking, exerting yourself in any way, the first thing you got to do is you've got to stop all activities. The second thing you really need to do, and, and this is one of the most important, because I honestly believe if you can get enough to drink uh, in terms of water and that kind of thing, that is a way you can absolutely prevent heat exhaustion. So drink cool water or sports drinks like you know Gatorade, Powerade type things. I generally try to point people towards the, the low sugar versions of those. Uh, but make sure when you're trying to cool yourself off with beverages, you don't use alcohol because alcohol can actually make heat, heat exhaustion worse. It causes you you to uh it's a diuretic so it can actually make you lose fluids uh and it can really sort of vasodilate you which means open up your blood vessels you know in your skin which sometimes if it's really hot that might even actually potentially make it worse so next thing is you want to rest in a very cool place so you need to get somewhere where there's air conditioning uh or at, at least if you're outdoors find a shady spot If there's a way to sit where there's a breeze or where there's a fan, that's going to be better. And you want to make sure you rest on your back and you want your legs potentially elevated higher than your heart level, especially if you're feeling a little nauseous or lightheaded. And that's really to help sort of uh, keep you from passing out. Uh, in terms of cooling measures, when if you get the opportunity, you know, taking not a not a frigid cold shower, but a cool shower, um, or soaking in a cool bath, or putting towels, you know, soaked in water on your skin can really help cool you down. Now, if you're outdoors, let's say you're camping and you're not near any kind of uh, place where you can get indoors. If you can find a source of water, you know, maybe there's a stream nearby, maybe there's a pond, there's something that you can get into uh, to cool you off with water, that can help bring your temperature down. And also make sure, first of all, just as a preventative, you want to have had loose clothing, but make sure that any clothing you have on is is removed uh, if it's if it's absolutely not necessary and make sure it's as loose as possible and that it's not really constricting you. Um, now, that's what you do if you're entering into heat exhaustion. However, that can go to a second level. So if uh, there's, you know, you may not have a way to measure your temperature, but if you can measure somebody's temperature and it's a, it's at 104, that's really a absolute critical uh, core body temperature, and somebody's got to have immediate medical attention. Um, some other things that would point you towards heat stroke would be if somebody was irritable 
if their mental status changed, they were agitated, confused. Uh, and that can actually even lead to as far as going into seizures and a coma uh, with heat stroke. Um, you know, if somebody's not sweating and they should be, that can be really strange. So sometimes people's skin will feel hot and dry. But once they get into heat stroke, uh, the skin may actually feel sort of dry or just slightly moist and not really feel super sweaty. Um, next thing is if somebody's got nausea and vomiting, well, number one, the heat's going to dehydrate you already. So if you're dehydrated and you're hot and you're vomiting, that's really critical uh, that you get to medical attention immediately. And if you're skin starts to turn red, that may be a sign that your body temperature is going up as well. And, you know, as our bodies try to cool themselves off, one of the things they'll try to do is use air to do that. So your body will sort of spontaneously force you to start breathing faster. So if you notice or somebody else or yourself breathing really quickly, but really short, shallow breaths, that's another sign you may be moving towards heat stroke. Um, the other thing is when you, as you start to get dehydrated and as your body again is trying to cool you off, a lot of times your pulse will get significantly higher. So, uh, and this is really hard on people that have heart conditions. It puts an extra strain on their heart. So they're particularly susceptible to this. And then again, if you've been out in the heat and you're not normally somebody who gets headaches and all of a sudden you're starting to get a throbbing headache, then you may have an imminent heat stroke coming on and you've got to seek some emergent medical attention. Now, what is it likely that either the hospital or the doctor's office is going to do? They're likely going to immerse you in cold water. Potentially a bath of cold water uh, or even possibly an ice bath is one of the most effective ways to quickly lower in core temperature when you got somebody who's going towards heat stroke. And the quicker somebody can get into water and start bringing that core temperature down, the less damage of uh, or less risk of organ death and damage. So um, you can also use evaporative cooling techniques. You know, if there's not a way to get somebody in water, um, you know, they may use something like uh, cool water misted onto your body uh, where air is fanned over that. And that water, as it evaporates, that can help cool you off as well. So there's also, you know, in extreme cases, if you get into the hospital, they have special cooling blankets, uh, and they might even put ice packs, you know, in the areas where uh, you have a lot of blood flow, like your groin and your neck and your back. Uh, to lower your temperature. So just remember, if you get into any of those warning signs, uh, certainly, you know, altered mental status, you're not sweating like you should be, uh, the rapid breathing, increased heart rate, those are things where you've emergently got to get some medical care if you've had uh, been exposed to high heat. All right. Thanks. Those are some really good tips, Dr. Forrest. This is Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. We're talking about uh, some of the things to be aware of uh, during spring in warmer weather and what you can do about it if you do get too hot. Now, what about pools and playgrounds, Dr. Forrest? How dangerous are they? Well, you know, one thing to be aware of is that outdoor furniture and playground equipment can get very hot in the summer, just like cars can. So in the sun, a lot of surfaces can reach 200 degrees, and that's near the boiling point for water, and it can scald skin instantly. So, you know, if you're, uh, let's say you're out at a park, and there's a metal bench, and it's been in the sun all day, and it's the middle of the summer, and you know you and your kids are getting ready to go sit on that bench, and you've got shorts on, potentially you could get a pretty significant burn going and sitting on something like that. So you want to kind of test the temperature you know, with a quick touch of something to make sure it's not too hot before you sit on it. That's, that's really important. 
pools can also be a lot of fun, but according to one estimate, as many as one in 12 are contaminated with germs and bacteria that can cause infections even when that pool's been chlorinated. So make sure if your kids or your family members or yourself are going to be in a pool uh, that it's been treated and tested for these type of infections. Also, you don't want to leave any children unattended with access to pools or other water sources like ponds and that type of thing. It really only takes moments for somebody to drown, even in shallow water. You know, if somebody falls, becomes unconscious, you know, they could could fall face down in water, and it doesn't have to be that deep. So make sure anybody that's at risk for that, uh, you know, is supervised. And also, it's always a good idea to use that buddy system and have at least two people uh, so that you can always report if somebody's in trouble and needs help. Dr. Forrest, it's also that time of year where we're starting to see uh, plants come out, things are budding. Uh, what about plants that can be dangerous? What, what should we know about those? Well, you know, we all know to avoid things with leaves of three, like uh, poison ivy and poison oak. Uh, I think at my yard, these things are just growing in everything, it seems like. They're always underneath. Remember that washing the skin within 30 minutes of exposure can actually prevent a reaction. Uh, a lot of folks don't know that, that, you know, let's say you're out in the yard, you're doing some yard work and you realize, whoops, you know, I just got into a poison ivy vine or I just touched some, you know, I know I'm going to be paying for that later. Uh, if you will immediately, as soon as you know, you've had contact, go and wash that vigorously with soap and water. You can actually avoid getting the reaction if you do that within 30 minutes. There are also products out there that can actually block the resin. Uh, called Ivy Block, and there's others that can actually be uh, used to wash that resin out of the skin. If they're used in the first couple of days, they can actually also stop a, a really bad poison ivy reaction. And then also, you know, according to the University of Rochester Medical Center, a number of plants that start to bloom this time of year and sort of come out, uh, like nightshade and different types of mushrooms, they may look really tasty and inviting, especially to children, but they're highly poisonous. Uh, so you need to make sure with your kids that you teach them never to eat anything they just see growing in your yard or you know anywhere else. That's good advice. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. This is Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician Dr. Brian Forrest. As warmer weather comes around, there's also an increase in creatures that can bite and sting. What advice can you give about those? Well, you know, around here in particular, copperheads are very prominent. And, you know, animals that are poisonous can be really, really dangerous. And they're out in many wild areas, but they're also even in our backyards. And, you know, they can easily get stepped on. You know, if somebody's not paying attention, they sort of blend into the background. Um, so you want to make sure you watch where you step. Uh, my wife's always told me a trick that they always told her in Girl Scouts, which was step on the log, not over the log. Uh, so that you will not step directly on a snake. You might have a chance to see it before you get bit. Uh, the other thing is uh, the spiders this time of year, the br black widows, brown recluses, uh, and other poisonous insects start to come out, and they can be really hard to spot. So you do need to look for those in areas that haven't been you know, frequented by people, sometimes in storage sheds and things like that where maybe it's been closed all winter. You need to make sure, especially if you're reaching into an area with cobwebs, uh, that you don't see any black widow spiders because they are in North Carolina and they can be uh, quite dangerous. 
Um, and those that are allergic to bees and wasp need to make sure that they have some type of treatment like an EpiPen and some antihistamines with them at any time they might be exposed. That's really important because people that are stung by bees and wasps that are allergic, you know, the second or third time can be absolutely uh, fatal. Uh, so it's very important to have uh, those emergency medications available to you. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Straight ahead, we're going to talk about some other warm weather hazards and our Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week. Welcome back to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. And that sound means it's time for the Access Health Trivia of the Week. Don't drink near the water. And what I mean by that is don't drink alcohol near the water. 70% of all drownings involve alcohol. It impairs your motor skills, your ability to swim, and it also makes you much more likely to get dehydrated. According to the Coast Guard, even one alcoholic drink makes you 10 times more likely to die while you're boating. Good advice. Dr. Forrest, what are other things people need to watch out for to stay healthy and safe during the warm season? Well, we, we sort of just touched on this uh, in the trivia, but first, you need to avoid excess alcohol or any at all if you're around a body of water. Uh, second, you know, don't forget to try to be fire safe during the summer. This is when people are grilling, you know, they're starting campfires, uh, they're outside, you know, when it gets to be around 4th of July, sometimes people are, you know, lighting off fireworks. And those contribute every year to lots of burn-related injuries and even deaths. So you want to be very careful with fire. Uh, make sure you're, you've got a way to extinguish any fire that may get started from one of these sources uh, and really try to keep children away from anything dangerous like fireworks and that kind of thing. Uh, you know, in North Carolina, lightning is something else we really have to watch out for. Remember, you don't want to be near any metal structures, especially tall metal structures or isolated trees. Uh, you know, if you're out in, if you're in a, a group of trees where there's a lot of them, you're not really necessarily at higher risk. But if there's one tree out in the middle of a, a plane and you're standing next to that one tree, that puts you at a lot higher risk. And if you hear thunder, then you're absolutely at risk of getting struck by lightning. In fact, sometimes people get struck by lightning before they ever hear thunder, you know, as a front is approaching. And North Carolina is one of the leading states for death by lightning in the country. Uh, you know, poor air quality like pollution concentration or high ozone levels near the ground are also really prevalent as the weather gets warmer because you don't get that, that mixing in the atmosphere where the air sort of flip-flops around. It can stay, stay sort of stagnant. And for people that are at high risk, like people that have emphysema, this can be a, a real problem or people with asthma. And people also do lots more yard work in warm weather, so make sure you've got first aid gear for cuts and scrapes. And see a doctor for any cut that will not stop bleeding within a few minutes of direct pressure. Machinery like tractors and lawnmowers can be killers or even amputators, so be careful and make sure you don't work with dangerous equipment like that alone where nobody could uh, know to call for help for you. Thanks, Dr. Forrest, and thank you for joining us today for Access Health Radio. This concludes our show for this week, and hopefully you will be able to use this information to stay healthier while enjoying this warmer weather. Our scripture this week is from Zechariah 10.1. Ask the Lord for rain in the springtime. It is the Lord who sends the thunderstorms. He gives showers of rain to all people and plants of the field to everyone. Thanks again for listening to Access Health Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.